Welcome to this bonus episode of Giants of the Faith, The Death of Bede. For this episode, I'm going to read most of a letter written by a man named Cuthbert, who is the abbot at Jarrow Monastery, to a man named Cuthwin, who is a deacon in the church. Cuthbert wrote this letter to explain the circumstances surrounding the death of Bede, whose life we covered in episode 46. And I'm bringing this letter to your attention because I think it paints a picture of the life of a man a life that was well-lived. It really demonstrates the love that Bede had for the Lord and for those around him, and I think it can serve as an inspiration for each of us. And we should all want to be remembered just as Cuthbert remembered Bede, in service to the Lord until the very end, full of grace and love for God, and in service to our fellow man. I'll pick up the letter just after the introduction and read through to the end. And it's a long letter, so if you want to bail, now's the time to do so. Ah, here we go. He was troubled with weakness, and chiefly with difficulty in breathing, yet almost without pain, for about a fortnight before the day of our Lord's resurrection. And thus he afterwards passed his time, cheerful and rejoicing, giving thanks to Almighty God every day and night, nay, every hour, till the day of our Lord's ascension, to wit, the twenty-sixth day of May, and daily gave lessons to us, his disciples, and whatsoever remained of the day he spent in singing psalms, as far as he was able. He also strove to pass all the night joyfully in prayer and thanksgiving to God, save only when a short sleep prevented it. And then he no sooner awoke, than he straightway began again to repeat the well-known sacred songs, and ceased not to give thanks to God with uplifted hands. I declare with truth that I have never seen with my eyes, or heard with my ears, any man so earnest in giving thanks to the living God. O truly blessed man! He repeated the words of St. Paul the Apostle, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, and much more out of Holy Scripture, wherein also he admonished us to think of our last hour, and to arise out of the sleep of the soul. And being learned in our native poetry, he said also in our tongue, concerning the dread parting of souls from the body, This part of the letter contains a poem in Old English, but I'm just going to read the modern translation. Continuing. Before the inevitable journey hence, no man is wiser than is needful that he may consider, ere the soul departs, what good or evil it hath done, and how it shall be judged after its departure. He also sang antiphons for our comfort and his own. One of these is, O King of glory, Lord of all power, who, triumphing this day, didst ascend above all the heavens. Leave us not comfortless, but send to us the promise of the Father, even the Spirit of truth. Hallelujah. And when he came to the words, Leave us not comfortless, he burst into tears and wept much. And an hour later he fell to repeating what he had begun. And this he did the whole day, and we, hearing it, mourned with him and wept. Now we read, and now we lamented. Nay, We wept even as we read. In such rapture we passed the fifty days' festival till the aforesaid day. And he rejoiced greatly and gave God thanks, because he had been accounted worthy to suffer such weakness. And he often said, God scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. And the words of St. Ambrose, I have not so lived as to be ashamed to live among you, but neither do I fear to die, because we have a merciful Lord. And during those days, 
Besides the lessons we had daily from him and the singing of the psalms, there were two memorable works which he strove to finish, to wit, his translation of the Gospel of St. John from the beginning, as far as the words, But what are they among so many? into our own tongue for the benefit of the Church of God. And also some selections from the books of Bishop Isidore, saying, I would not have my boys read a lie, nor labor herein without profit after my death. When the Tuesday before the ascension of our Lord came, he began to suffer still more in his breathing, and there was some swelling in his feet. But he went on teaching all that day, and dictating cheerfully, and now and then said among other things, Learn quickly. I know not how long I shall endure, and whether my Maker will not soon take me away. But to us it seemed that happily he knew well the time of his departure, and so he spent the night awake in giving of thanks. And when the morning dawned, that is on the Wednesday, he bade us write with all speed what we had begun, and this we did until the third hour. And from the third hour we walked in procession with the relics of the saints, according to the custom of that day. And there was one of us with him who said to him, There is still one chapter wanting of the book which thou hast been dictating, but I deem it burdensome for thee to be questioned any further. And he answered, Nay, it is light. Take the pen and make ready, and write quickly. And this was done. But at the ninth hour he said to me, I have certain treasures in my coffer, some spices, napkins, and incense. Run quickly and bring the priests of our monastery to me that I may distribute among them the gifts which God has bestowed upon me. And this I did, trembling. And when they were come, he spoke to every one of them, admonishing and entreating them that they should diligently offer masses and prayers for him. And they promised readily. But they all mourned and wept, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spake, because they thought that they should see his face no long time in this world. But they rejoiced, for that he said, It is time for me, if it be my Maker's will, to be set free from the flesh, and come to him who, when as yet I was not, formed me out of nothing. I have lived long, and well has my pitiful judge disposed my life for me. The time of my release is at hand, for my soul longs to see Christ my King in his beauty. Having said this, and much more for our profit and edification, he passed his last day in gladness till the evening. And the aforesaid boy, whose name was Wilbert, still said, Dear Master, there is yet one sentence not written. He answered, It is well, write it. Soon after the boy said, Now it is written, and he said, It is well, thou hast said truly it is finished. Take my head in thy hands, for I rejoice greatly to sit facing my holy place, where I was wont to pray, that I too, sitting there, may call upon my Father. And thus on the pavement of his little cell, chanting, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, and the rest, he breathed his last. And that's the conclusion of Cuthbert's letter. If you've listened this far, thanks for doing so. Hopefully you are encouraged and inspired to examine your own life and what your legacy may be. Well, until next time, God bless. God bless.